ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's going to be heading to Hangover City in a couple weeks. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, I'm already there, buddy. That is right, and we are in for an absolutely phenomenal night of action. We are going to have the second match in Hollywood Hulcher and Danny Roanoke's best of seven series. We are going to hear from your son, Chuck Tibbs, after the amazing announcement last week that at our next pay-per-view, JWF Hangover, he will be defending his title, not just against the king of the Steel City, Griffin Clouts, not just against the king of Flavortown, Guy Fieri, and not just against the king of the JWF, Momoa Curry. He's defended it against all three of those men in a fatal four-way match. And Tibbs, I'll be honest, I'm sure your son has some words after that decision. Well, you know what, Sills? I don't give a shit. Tibbs has got to prove himself, and this is what Chuck's got to do to prove himself. All right, but before all of that, we have this match to start the show. Robert Hill, the king of the hill himself, making his official JWF debut, taking on the funk master himself, Funky Flossie. Now, Tibbs, of course, uh, the JWF universe was first introduced to Robert back at Summerfest, where he defeated nine other competitors from our developmental territory, JXT, to earn a contract, and he's debuting for us tonight. And Tibbs, I'll, I'll be honest, the man has been looking impressive lately. I've seen the training videos, and the boy's looking tight. 100% Sills. We have the makings of a monster on our hands, but... Before he can get there, he's going to have to go through one of our veterans, Funky Flossie. That's right. Funky, also a veteran of JXT. You got to remember that. And Funky Flossie has been impressing this year. And that bell goes ringing. Oh, my God. Funky giving, not rolling out the welcome wagon, just beating the living hell out of Robert Hill, just beating him into that corner. But, oh, Robert shoves him back. But, oh, kicks him in the gut. And, oh, Hits him with the gaslighter. That beautiful DDT center of the ring goes for the pitfall. One, two, three. And in what might be the fastest debut match we've ever seen here in JWF Ignition, Robert Hill has done it. He has defeated Funky Flossie just like that. And Tibbs, that was not a, uh, that is an impressive endeavor to see. So as I was having a moment there, and I zoned out for two seconds, and the match is over. The match is over. Robert Hill, ever since he heard a possibility of coming to JWF, he has been working on his training, working on his cardio, and it looks like it paid off right there because Funky Flossie started out with a flurry of offense, but it was just one kick to the gut and one gaslight, and that took him out. Still, we might have more than a monster on our hands. We, we might just have a world-ending abomination, and I'm here for it. That is right, Tibbs. And speaking of some things I know you were here for, why don't we talk about Summerfest, the match known as the Extraordinary Quaternary. Four of JWF's best tag teams, including our tag team champions, the War Wizards, stepped into the ring. Every other team had to be eliminated. Both members had to be eliminated before you could call yourself champion. Champion. And unfortunately, the War Wizards did not walk out with the titles. Instead, it was the team known as Fomoson and the Hammerman, the Rising Suns. Uh, quite a wonderful match, Sills. I was not sold on the name, but 
all of those teams, they brought it. And it was it was amazing to see that combination of styles in the ring. But in the end, the Rising Suns took it. That's right. We have not heard higher high water of the men known as the War Wizards since their shocking defeat at Summerfest. But they are here this week, and we have sent one of our top interviewers to hear what they have to say in response to their loss at Summerfest. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honeypot McSweet Tea Fried Chicken here with former JWF Tag Team Champions, the War Wizards. Now, boys, thank you for joining me. I know just a week out from your major loss at Summerfest, things have to be tough for you. How are you feeling tonight? Well, we're feeling, uh, we're actually feeling pretty good, Honeypot. Uh, we, we feel awake. We feel ready to take on the world, and we want to thank FOMO-san and the Hammer Man for giving us this newfound energy. You see, we've held gold in the JWF longer than we've been without it. We literally, in our debut watch, won those titles, and our names became synonymous with championship gold, and we're proud to have made tag team wrestling mean something here in the JWF. And look, Rising Suns, at Summerfest, you were the better men. I just want to let you know that you were the better men. You ran through three of the best teams in the division and dominated. That's something to be proud of. But when it's one on one, when the war wizards step back into this ring and face off against you, Mono e Wizardo will show the JWF universe exactly who the best team in this division is. Whoa, 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 big man. You want to talk about the best damn tag team in the division, motherfucker? Why don't we talk about uh, my boys? Why don't we talk about the wild-eyed southern boys, baby? Because I hate to tell you this, war weasels, but in case you forgot, you two little pukes never pinned or submitted my boys to win those belts. Oh, oh look at me my, with my flowery little British accent. I climbed a big scary ladder and climbed a belt. Big whoop. My boys defeated the 2019 Tag Team of the Year and have shown dominance ever since. And I'll be honest, if it wasn't for the interference of that damn Famosan, these two men behind me would have been the ones to take those titles away from you at Summerfest. Well then! Why don't you two prove it? Why don't they step into the ring with us, the War Wizards, and prove that the wild-eyed southern boys are worthy of taking what is rightfully ours. Next week, it's gonna be a match that is no DQ. War Wizards versus the wild-eyed southern boys. Only way you can win is by pinfall or submission. And the winner becomes number one contender to the JWF Tag Team Championships! Tibbs, can he do that? Can he just, like, make a match? Like, can anybody backstage just be like, hey, let's fight, and it just become a thing? Of course not, Sills. That is completely crazy. I have the list of matches next week right here, and... My God, they did it. (laughs) They wizard their way onto the card? 
I, it just changed in front of my eyes, Sills. It just changed in front of my eyes. All right. Well, speaking of a man who made some matches, why don't we talk about this next match? Danny Roanoke, Hollywood Hulture. The second in their best of seven series that we, of course, know started back at Summerfest. Danny Roanoke coming out last week telling Hollywood Hulcher, hey, meet me in that ring seven times. I can beat you six out of seven times. And, and let me tell you something. I think Hollywood might have bit off more than he could chew tonight. I don't know, Sills. Hulcher was up. They had a great match at Summerfest. I'm not going to take that away from themselves. But it was a miracle, a sheer stroke of luck, that Holcher was able to spear Danny Roanoke into that electrical box, fry his powers, and allow him to get the win. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen when it's just one-on-one Roanoke versus Holcher. That's right. I mean, we got to remember Danny Roanoke, a former teacher down in our developmental territory, JXT. Danny Roanoke, one of the longest reigning names we've had in this business. And Hollywood Holcher is still relatively fresh, just coming back a couple of months back. And, oh, look at this, Tibbs. Before the match even begins, looks like Roanoke trying to kind of send out an olive branch, offering Hollywood Holcher a handshake. And it looks like the man from Hollywood accepting, but ooh, look at that. Danny immediately just takes him down into a headlock takeover. And, and Tim, that's what I was talking about. That's where Danny's veteran knowledge is going to come into play. Hollywood, he, he's just now come back. He's got the ring rust. He's not as experienced. And I think Danny's knowledge from so many years of training students and learning, that's definitely going to aid him against Holcher. You also got to realize, Sills, that Danny Roanoke is a huge shitbagger that is a person that would put you in a headlock from a handshake. Trust me, he's tried to do it to me before, and it is not a pleasant experience. That's right. You see Hulcher just struggling, trying to grab the ropes out of that uh, headlock. But, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Instead, gets those long legs up and, ooh, just grabs Danny in a beautiful head scissor, prying him away from his head. But, ooh, Danny kipping out of it before landing a massive kick to the ribs of Hulcher. Oh, my God, you can hear that one out here, Tibbs. Ooh, crack it. Uh-huh, now Hulcher climbing up against the ropes, trying to find his way back to his feet. And, oh, Danny was trying for a clothesline, but instead gets sent flying to the outside by Hollywood Hulcher, who knows he's got to capitalize, rushes towards the ropes before coming back. And, oh, hitting a big baseball slide straight to the face. And let me tell you something, Hulcher's going to have to capitalize at this moment. What do you think? Absolutely, Sills. You got your enemy knocked off his guard. You've really got to go in for the win here if you can. That's right. You see Holcher just beating Danny around the arena, trying to hit some big moves on the outside. But look at this. Our referee Shibata just begging Holcher to bring things back into the ring. And I got to say, I think Holcher's not thinking at this moment. He's not realizing this match doesn't have any special stipulations. He he just got done doing a, a damn Falls Count Anywhere match. He thinks everything is legal, and I think that Holcher might be a little off guard. Well, so that just means that his tunnel vision is just too narrow right now. And that is not the kind of thing that will win you a best of seven series. Let me tell you, you've got... A lot more matches after this one that you're going to have to be thinking about. That's right. You see Hulcher looking for something big here. Just, ooh, sending Danny straight into the ring post before throwing him back into the ring. And, oh, Tibbs, 
Hollywood's looking poised now. He's looking ready. Bouncing off the ropes and oh, goes for the Skyliner. But no, Danny catches him in midair. Danny, Danny catches him in a powerbomb position. But oh, Culture reverses into a beautiful code red powerbomb. Holds on for the pin. One, two. Oh, Danny reverses into a pin of his own. One, two. Oh, Culture kicks out. And that was a beautiful combination from these two competitors, Tips. That's right, Sills. It shows how much they want it. Holter wants to pull ahead. Two out of three. Three wins is all you need in the best of seven series. Holter gets two wins tonight. He's just got to get one more. But if if Roanoke wins, one to one. It's not going to be good. Tibbs, you need four. What'd I say? You said three. That's not how that works. One, two, three, four. I declare a seven whore. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but wait a minute. Look at Hulcher back to his feet, hitting him with a big heel kick. I'm happy they paused the match while Tibbs did some math. And then a second heel kick. Hulcher aiming to get the lead in the best of seven series. Got Danny backed up into the corner and, oh, just nails him with that massive drop kick before dragging Danny to the center of the ring. And you can see Hulcher starting to feel himself heading up to the top rope, getting ready to deliver a massive splash. But no, Danny... Danny kept up to his feet, catches Holcher out of midair before tossing him up onto those shoulders and, oh, it's the black mirror. That massive knee going straight into the skull. Danny falling into the pin. One, two, three. And just like that, Tibbs, Danny Roanoke gets things all tied up in this best of seven series. And look, Tim, seeing the way Hollywood was acting in that match, seeing the way this this youngin thinks he can handle himself in the ring, I'm hoping that after this he realizes he can't just brute force his way out of everything. We know Roanoke to be clever, conniving, and if Holcher don't learn to outsmart him, Danny can just run away with it, get those three matches, four matches, whatever. That's the dream, Sylvs, at least from Roanoke's perspective. Holcher, any momentum that he had going out of Summerfest into this series has already been taken away from him. Now it's one-to-one. Things are square. Things are even. And really, whoever gets that next win, Sills, they're going to be the ones that has the advantage. That's right. And speaking of a man with no advantages heading into a match, let's talk about your son, Chuck Tibbs, that fatal four-way match against Guy Fieri, Griffin Clouds, Momoa Curry. Chuck is surrounded on all sides. He doesn't even have the damn champion's advantage at this point. The man is being forced to fight or flee. And let me tell you something. If I know the Tibbs name, he ain't going to be fleeing from this one. Oh, Lord, I hope not, Sills. Really, really hoping not on that one. Yeah. That is right, but as I stated earlier, Chuck Tibbs has returned to the JWF, and he seems a little bit more focused, seems a little bit more calm. Of course, after after you announced that Fatal 4-Way last week, he seemed a little bit out of it, but he's returned, and we have sent one of our top interviewers to hear his response to this Fatal 4-Way action. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Don the Don McDonald backstage with the man who is set to defend his JWF World Heavyweight Championship against not one, not two, but three competitors at JWF Hangover, the man known as Chuck Tibbs. Now, look, Chuck, 
Last week, it seemed you were perturbed a little bit at this match announcement, at this fatal four-way stipulation. Now that a week has passed, I gotta know, how do you feel? Hey, 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 McDonald. All right, now look. Despite how unfair my father's announcement was, and despite how unfair it is to force me to defend this title against three other men, I gotta say, I like it. You know, I like this opportunity to get in the ring and mix things up with three of the best of the best that we got in the JWF today. And really, really, I like this opportunity to prove myself. You see, I faced all three of these men in the past. I fought Guy Fieri. I trampled Griffin and Cloud. And my history with Mamola Curry is somewhat complicated. But, but, but the truth of the matter is that at JWF Hangover, those three men are going to see a different kind of Chuck Tibbs than they have ever seen before. These past few months, I've been doing whatever I can to try and prove myself as champion. E- everybody else, of course, said, oh, Chuck Tibbs is too tame. He's not got the grit and the aggression to prove himself as a champion. And then, of course, I prove them wrong. Then they say, oh, Chuck Tibbs, oh, he's far too aggressive as a champion. He needs to prove himself as a wrestler. Well, which one is it? Does the JWF want me to be aggressive and violent, or do they want me to be a catch-all wrestler? You see, McDonald, listening to everybody else, has been pulling me in all different kinds of directions, and... Honestly, it's thanks to them that I lost at Summerfest. So, uh, at JWF Hangover, I'm done listening to the JWF Universe. I'm done listening to the boys in the back. Hell, I'm done listening to my dad. That's I'm just throwing that out there, alright? I earned this title by my own hand and by my own hard work, and I've done taking advice from people who haven't reached the same peaks of the mountains that I have. At Hangover McDonald's, there's one person I'm listening to, and it's the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Chuck Tibbs. Wink. Well, Tibbs, some strong words there coming from your boy, and I gotta know, how do you react to this? I mean, you know, it almost feels like he personally called you out. I mean, we on commentary in the past have kind of expressed those things. Said Chuck needed to be more aggressive and needed to prove himself as a wrestler. He feels like he's drugging all types of ways. How do you respond? You know, I'm going to let him do his own thing, Sills. Baby Bird's got to leave the nest sometime. I'm not going to cry about it or anything. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be mad. He's, he's trying to be independent, Sills. And you know what? It might have been a little unfair, but damn it. You gotta face adversity in life. And I'm just... Are, are you okay there, Tibbs? I'm fine. I'm All fine, right. Well, while Tibbs deals with that emotion, why don't we talk about another champion? A champion who has been undefeated this year. The man known as the Lord of the Smart Side. The technical spectacle himself. The Dillon. 
I mean, Tibbs, he has been impressing all year. He's had more matches than anybody in this company. It's been thanks to that open challenge series he conducted all the way up to Summerfest. Anybody in the JWF who wanted an opportunity came out, but Dylan said that he wants to be more selective now. He wants to choose his opponents, but there's one, a couple of men who have been definitely trying to get chosen, and it's the men known as Blake Tanner and his associate, his student, you could call him, Gazi. Yeah, Sills, I'm still not really sure what's happening there. They have kind of teamed up. Mike Tanner looks like he's the one that's brought Gazi out of JXT into the JWF. And honestly, Sills, at this point, it looks like he's trying to trying to get one over on Dylan because he wasn't able to in the past. That is right, Tibbs. But right now, the lord of the smart side, the JWF, Captain's champion is in our ring right now, and you know he's going to be responding to that vicious attack from Ghazi last week. So why don't we hear what he's got to say? So apparently Blake Tanner's got himself a new lackey. Apparently that's the only way he feels he can get a leg up anymore. Because he's still licking his wounds and pouting from the ass-kicking I gave him a couple of months ago, but all right, sure, sure, that's how you want to play this. That's fine. So you know what? Turns out I lied. The open challenge is back, except now it's a call-out challenge, and I'm calling out that motherfucker, Ghazi. So I want you to bring Hot Topic reject ass out here, set foot in this ring so I can end your career before it ever really starts. Well, Tibbs, looks like the Dylan is absolutely furious right now, and it looks like he's brought back... He says it's an open challenge, but since he's just challenging one man, and it is Gazi, and he wants a fight tonight. That's right, Sills. The open challenge is on the other foot, as they say. That's right, and... Well, Tibbs, that's not the music of Gazi. That's the music of... Of Blake Tanner, the man known as the Bee, and he is coming down to the ring right now, and it looks like he is not taking kindly to these words that Dylan are using against him and against Gazi. Why don't we hear what Blake's got to say? Hey, Dylan. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I I hate to interrupt you like this. I know you were talking a really big game right now, called my uh, my young prodigy, a hot topic reject, and. You challenged him to a fight and all of that, ending his career and everything. But before you do that, I just want to remind you what you're getting yourself into. You're challenging the Night Terror, the son of Mara, the thing that nightmares are made of, Gazi, to a match. You realize what you're doing, right? You're standing in the ring begging for a fight from a man that literally broke the arm of one of our closest friends in a match at Summerfest. You're you're asking to battle against a man that came out last week and wrapped a steel chain around your neck and hung you from it, Dylan. You're standing there asking for your own televised death sentence to be carried out by that man right there to happen in front of millions of eyes. Which is why I came out to tell you just how very, very lucky you are. You're lucky that my associate is not a man who is willing to fight on your terms. He's 
not a man that'll just show up at your beck and call to fight for any match that you decide to have in the middle of the show. No. He needs to prepare. He needs to get ready. But, hey, you want to fight? I'm more than happy to give it to you. Well, Tibbs, it looks like the uh, open challenge is back on the other foot now as Blake Tanner heading towards that ring. And it looks like Dylan is obliging him. Dylan's getting ready. We're about to have a title match right now. I don't yeah, still that might be a, a smart move for Dylan if he wants to fight Blake Tanner, who he's beaten multiple times before. What's happening? I don't know, but you can see Dylan getting ready, got the title laid down, but oh my god, Gazi! Gazi com- coming from out of the crowd, just clocking Dylan from behind with that steel chain busting him open. Oh my god, you can see the Dylan's blood raining down onto the mat. You can see that smug smile growing onto the face of that bastard Blake Tanner, who's just laughing as he's watching Gazi put this beating down on the Lord of the Smart Side. My God, Sills, they planned this all out from the start. That's right. You see Blake just grabbing a steel chair out from underneath the ring, dragging it in before, oh, my God, just laying in shots to the back of the technical spectacle before. Oh, no. What is Blake Tanner thinking? Now he's got that steel chair placed underneath the skull of the Dylan. And, oh, my God, he's ordering Gazi to actually wrap that chain around Dylan's neck, holding it up above that steel chair before oh my god Blake slams that skull down with the Blake out that vicious stomp straight to the skull taking down Dylan we gotta get somebody out of here this is horrifying Sills we have to do something Make sh- cut cut the camera cut the camera away from him now Sills um okay here's a here's some stock footage of Tibbs's vacation last year uh Nothing. Oh my god, Sills, there's so much blood. Oh my god, they're still beating him. No, look at this. Tibbs went to Nicaragua. He's helping people plant trees. This is so nice. Oh my god, Gazi's sticking his fingers into the Dylan's eye sockets. Just, oh, this is horrifying. Oh, look, he's at U- Tibbs is at Universal Studios Florida having a fantastic time. Tibbs, we gotta end this. We gotta end this now. Yeah, go, go, do the outro, Sylph. Do the outro. We gotta get people out here. Well, Tibbs, this was an absolutely horrifying sight, but next week on JWF, make sure to come back as the War Wizards take on the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, ladies and gentlemen, for the number one contendership to the Rising Suns Tag Team Titles. In addition, come back because Momoa Curry says he has an um, an announcement to make regarding that fatal four-way at the end of JWF Hangover. And in addition, Danny Roanoke is coming here and he is going to be interviewed about this best of seven series. And Dibs, you know Danny Roanoke's going to want to talk. Absolutely, Sills. He loves to talk, as we have learned. Where are those medics? <laughs> All right, Tibbs. Well, until next time, remember to support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash load of BS is the website where you can support the JWF, where you can support Fight Boys. You can support all of us and get access to exclusive content like older episodes of JWF War. It is an absolutely fantastic time over at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Go buy our stuff. Be a patron. 
Help pay for Dylan's medical expenses. That's right. Merch.aloadatpurebs.com is the website where you can go and get shirts for all your favorite superstars. From Chuck Tibbs to the VWO, they've all got stuff available for you at Merch.aloadatpurebs.com. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.